You're listening to the New Stack Makers, a podcast made for people who develop, deploy, and manage at scale software. For more conversations and articles, go to thenewstack.io. All right, now on with the show. Digital AI is an industry-leading technology company dedicated to helping global 5,000 enterprises achieve digital transformation goals. The company's AI-powered DevSecOps platform unifies, secures, and generates predictive insights across the software lifecycle. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the New Stack Makers. I'm your host, Heather Joslin, Features Editor of the New Stack, and today we're going to be talking about some of the latest developments in platform engineering and the developer experience. We're joined today by Wing Tu, General Manager of DevOps and Vice President of Engineering for ValueStream Delivery Platform and DevOps at Digital AI. Thank you for joining us, Wing. Oh, no. Thank you for having us. We'd also like to thank and acknowledge Digital AI for sponsoring this episode of Makers. Wing, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and also your company? Yeah, so Wing2, based in London, I'm general manager of um, what we call Intelligent DevOps um, platform. And really, our company is really focused on how we can help organizations, particularly um, large enterprises, accelerate and optimize their software delivery into production, and then also how they can optimize the business value from their software into production. Terrific. So obviously, that's optimizing developer experience and and increasing productivity is is a huge concern on the minds of a lot of our listeners and, and readers. So let's just jump in. Let's start with what you're hearing from your customer base. What are the top challenges they're facing in terms of developer productivity and being able to basically serve their customers? It's interesting because the uh, customers that we serve tend to be large organizations. So we have as our customers, large financial institutions, large insurance organizations, interestingly, some large gaming companies as well. And when we think about the challenges they have, really the, the things, the ones that spring to mind are, first of all, scale. They all are adopting, of course, you know, modern development methodologies like Agile, DevOps. But as they organize that across large organizations like thousands of developers, the challenges change. So really, is how do we scale to have the benefits of the fast delivery with velocity, but intimacy with the end user, and then still be able to do that at scale? So that's probably one of the first challenges I see. The second challenge is, Something that happens when these organizations reach a level of having transformed to take on board these new methodologies, how they can then start seeing whether they get the, the real optimizations they were expecting. Because it's one thing to be able to say, I, I release very frequently, or my teams have uh, quick delivery times. But unless you can really understand whether that is good or bad, um, how is that relative to things such as not just within the industry, but within across teams, you know, how is that performing? Has that improved? So the good thing is there's a huge amount of data in all our systems. There's so much automation, but how can we make sense of that data to really drive some insight into how optimizations can happen, where there are risks, how to manage risk? And then the last challenge, and I think this is an emerging one, is there's a lot of interest, as I'm sure you, you know, everyone's talked about, around AI-assisted or AI-augmented development. And especially with the large enterprises, they're seeing this promise of productivity gains in the development organization. But how is that being realized across the organization? Because it's, um, first of all, there's a question of can a large organization that has more 
requirements on things like our compliance and governance. What does it mean to be able to release this hardcode? And then secondly, can I have a software delivery lifecycle that matches the productivity gains within the development organization? Because as we all know, delivering code is not just about writing code. It's, there's a whole lot of a process after that that has to really match that same cadence. So that's kind of like an emerging challenge I'm seeing organizations start talking about. Yeah, and it does, it does seem, I mean, in addition to scaling, which we talk about a lot, it does seem like measuring productivity is, we've written about that quite a bit on the new stack. And it, it's, yeah, you can write a lot of code or you can you can update your code, but are you uh, seeing an improvement in your business? Are you, are you really optimizing? Yes, and that can come in several flavors because what we see with organizations is, first of all, is there a matching cadence from the input, in this case, the developer to the output? But there's also other pieces to it as well, such as, um, are we getting the quality we expect? Because as delivering poor quality software at rates at speed is no better <laughs> than not delivering software at speed. Yeah. Um, so there's all these other measures that organizations are now saying, um, we, we, we've done the transformation. We think things are think we think things are better, and in fact, they may even intuitively know things are better. But being engineers um, and also being being you know, responsible for you know, running organisations, it's like can we can we show? And also, I guess it, even if an organisation is doing something well, one of the things they always are looking for, especially the ones that are looking to really become high performers, is the idea of continuous improvement. Because even if if the velocity, for example, or the lead time is good, then the question is, well, what is the next step? What is the next item that I should be looking through? But the systems are complex. So it's really a case of how do we bring information together from all these different systems whilst understanding the overall flow and be able to um, marry that together. How are leaders having to adjust to these challenges? So I think I think some of the things that we're, we're seeing with the leaders is, first of all, they are having to think in terms of how to take a... Especially because if we think about some of the transformations in organizations, they tend to maybe have happened in pockets. So we have um, usually some champion teams that have said, oh, look, we're going to adopt these. They're really not really that new anymore. But these methodologies demonstrated that they're able to, for example, do DevOps at speed, do Agile at speed. And then we have these leaders are thinking, okay, now I'm, I'm scaling it and I'm driving this across the organization. But the leaders then have to think in terms of how do I orchestrate something of that nature while still empowering the developers and also driving a level of efficiency. Because of course, the, and this really points to um, the whole uh, platform engineering and internal development platforms, because what we're seeing is it, it really is a, almost a consequence of scaling up. What we see is that organizations start, you have some champions, they're really skilled, and then as we spread this across the organization, one, there's possibly more coordination because in large organizations, software is not as loosely coupled as everyone would love. Um, I think if everyone were able to start fresh, they would build decoupled, loosely coupled software. But the reality is they're all typically working with existing software as well as new software. So first of all, there's dependencies between teams. Then at the same time, champion skilled developers and engineers are very able to look after and drive and develop pipelines and know how to use all these new tools. But as the teams scale, we have this challenge that new junior developers, medium developers are not so skilled. And we don't want our senior developers spending all their time working on infrastructure. So then it's a case of how do we do the scaling? How do we put things in place to help do general orchestration that are reusable? So there's a slight difference as leaders think about this. They have to think about how 
they might organize this from a process perspective and then what are the tools that would support it and then leaders that have got that far their re- their behavior is changing in that they are seeing this investment that's done to do the transformation especially if they're trying to justify more they really need to think about one continuous improvement you know where are the next areas of opportunity but also really explaining to the wider business hey yep we we're, we're doing this change and these are the benefits we're getting coming back to that data point how has the developer role evolved, would you say, in the last year, year and a half? They're almost seeing it from the um, the other side. And it's probably interesting because it, it probably depends on the actual developer. More experienced developers are probably seeing it from a, a perspective of, this was really great, but things are now getting more frustrating because I'm having to spend time maintaining things that are actually slow me down from being a developer, being doing their their job of coaching, creating, and even reviewing uh, software. They're now spending time having to uh, fix infrastructure because they're, they're the most talented and the underlying tool sets can be complex. So they're looking really for how can I automate this, provide templates that enable others to onboard quicker. From a newer developer, someone that's just joined an organization, their world has probably got more complicated. So the, there's huge benefits in the new, te- new cloud technologies um, and all the new stacks, better resiliency, better auto-scaling, all the things we know about. But that creates a complicated stack that really organizations are now saying, can I encode all of this? Um, can I set up templates? So a developer can still have a degree of, a degree of control over it, but they want to be able to have it in a mo- most abstract way. So really, I think you're almost seeing two ends of the spectrum of developers. One end, it's I'm really experienced, but I'm spending time doing things that are not what they would probably sort of call core to their role. New people joining and saying, I actually need lots of help because it's complicated. So what we're seeing is they're all looking for tooling that will help automate and take off that load. And then from an organization's perspective, it's actually slightly different because not only do they want to drive efficiency there, but one of the things we focus on is the developer when we talk about these tooling and these trends. But they also help our organization because there's usually a set of things that are embedded to do with governance and compliance, like making sure you run your security checks, making sure you run your, your things like checks for uh, third-party software, and also putting in connections to your observability tools. Things that developers may not actually think about, if you're able to provide them as templates, then almost everyone is more efficient and things don't get dropped. I think we're sort of skirting around the idea of the concept of platform engineering and, and internal developer platforms and portals. And how do you see th- things shifting with, under, with platform engineering and the introduction of AI also into that process? I think larger organizations are already moving in this direction. I think um, larger organizations that have been living with this problem, they already are taking, taking the concept of, can I provide templates to my teams and enabling the teams to then select from templates that of course are customizable but have guardrails or as people saw them golden paths paved roads so large organizations are already doing that and certainly um, our tooling enables people to really lay out those templates so i think organizations are really taking on board and i think it's now really picked up as the term platform engineering and internal developer in turn developer platforms are taking real hold into the market so i think those those emerging trends are certainly core to being able to help organizations be more efficient enable a bit of separation of the the task of providing the tooling to the people using it it does require 
some more organization teams in that they have to really think about being able to separate out those things, understand what an organization would like to achieve. So I think I think certainly that that is um one of the trends. Coming to the AI piece, just stepping back a bit and thinking about what AI assisted or AI augmented development is um is offering and how that affects the whole idea. What we're seeing is that AI enabled and AI augmented uh, development is really offering the promise. Uh, I, I choose that carefully because I think it's I think there's definitely studies that have shown that it's 20 to 30 percent more productive. But I think it depends on the the type of problem. It seems to be with new code, new features, less so when we're maintaining code. But there is a promise of productivity. And in organisations, are thinking first of all. How do I help the rest of the software delivery process match that? So that's almost like the first challenge. The second challenge they have is that assuming I can deliver at that pace so that I'll have the right cadence across the entire release process, do I really feel comfortable releasing this? Because there's all these concerns about the algorithms being used for large language models and generative AI models. And then thirdly, I've got a lot of decisions to make. Can I help automate these processes? So what we're seeing is that there's um, a lot of interest in how to, first of all, accelerate the delivery pipeline. And the things that will really help there is automation and also AI infused into that automation. So automation, of course, is just, just makes a lot of sense already. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's an ongoing trend. Yeah. Um, but this could be really galvanized by more automation. We're seeing just in, in general in the market how AI can help, for example, people create testing. And certainly we're looking at, we're providing technology that can take natural language to create testing for mobile platforms. So those are things to really help accelerate the delivery process itself. And of course, you can imagine how that can be embedded into internal developer platform. It's almost like there's more technology that we can add to enable the developers to be more effective, particularly as we think about the delivery part of the process. The second piece though is really interesting because one of the things that we're seeing and hearing is I've got concerns about AI-assisted developed code, but it's very hard to know whether it is AI developed or not because it's almost indistinguishable from having extra junior developers or really like having outsourced the code to someone else. But the risk is still there. In fact, it's a similar risk to having outsourced it to someone that has a lot of access to the internet, really. <laughs> so what we're seeing is that organizations saying, well, what can I do? And it really is almost doubling down on the things that one should do when thinking about having code that's been outsourced, which is, have we done all the vulnerability checks? Have we got criteria on how much test coverage there should be? What's our view on whether there's sensitive personal information, there are tools that can scan for that? And I think this is where the whole idea of paved paths or golden paths plays, because as well as, of course, helping developers have quicker and easier onboarding and creating of pipelines, we can embed into these pipelines and ensure that all these checks are, are done so that we have a bit of, so we know that there's a, pro, a certain level of checks and governance criteria that's been passed as part of the overall process. So I think this will actually, it's almost a, a great way in which we help both the developer and the release and the compliance organization come together because there's an opinionated view on how things should be delivered whilst giving some degree of flexibility we can check and enable all those things. So I think that's going to be an interesting evolution there. So not just focusing on developer, but also focusing on the organizational needs. Just the very last thing is AI to help really make decisions because there's going to be so many decisions like what should we release? What's the risk of um, making a change? All those things 
are really ripe for predictive AI technologies that we've been really driving as part of our portfolio. I just wanted to comment on one thing. But I think basically what you're saying is like you can have a golden path, but you can also use AI to create guardrails, you know, on that golden path to protect the organization and its information. And what does digital AI have coming up in terms of new releases, new tools? So really following both the continuing drive towards improving the developer experience, as well as on the enabling AI-assisted development. So we've really got work coming out in both those fields. So we are extending our release orchestration platform, which we creatively call release. Um, <laughs> Great extending... name. <laughs> it, it does what it says on the can. Um, it, really, um, it really does. One of the things we're doing is people have already been for many years, you're already using the concept of templates which really can capture these opinionated paths. But we're also providing tooling to enable developers, especially as they are coming into an organization, do common tasks. So how can we automate, for example, just setting up environments quickly for their development and creating tooling for them? So really rounding out the whole idea of the internal developer platform, which interestingly is not just one thing. It's actually multiple sets of tools and bring those tools together, like creating pipelines, um, individual tasks for setting things up. So enhancing that capability. But we also have a real focus around the AI-assisted development. So there we're doing a number of things. One, we are really looking at how we infuse automation with AI to accelerate the delivery platform. So a few things there around how we can use text to create test. Um, we're also looking at how we can do, use AI to do things such as um, triaging of um, the release process and of testing to be able to more rapidly identify when thing, um, things go wrong. Because that's interesting about automation. It's fine, but what happens if the automation breaks? Because then someone has to then go and triage the automation. So AI is a great way of saving time there. And then on the governance side, we're really looking at what would be best practice, what we're seeing people do across the industry to harden their release process and capturing that as templates and best practice so that we can really share those across our customers. And then also keeping an eye on advancing technologies, because I think there will be more types of scans coming up, more types of checks that really accommodate some of the things that are more of the risks that these type of technologies can bring. And then it's not so much a new thing, but something we've been doing for a while, which is we have been using AI in a slightly different way, which is to look at how we can optimize or manage risk and efficiency by using AI to understand trends to say, is a release going to have problems in production? Are there ways that you can optimize or speed up a release by looking at the trends and understanding how that release process is? So something we've been doing for a while, but really very relevant now as productivity is increasing. Terrific. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. And thank you very much, Wing, for joining us. I'd like to thank our guest, Wing Tu, for joining us today. Thank you, Wing. Thank you very much. Really appreciated it. Great. And we'd also like to thank Digital AI, our sponsor for this episode. And we'd like to thank all of you for joining us. I've been Heather Joslin for the new Stackmakers. We'll see you next time. Digital AI is an industry-leading technology company dedicated to helping global 5,000 enterprises achieve digital transformation goals. The company's AI-powered DevSecOps platform unifies, secures, and generates predictive insights across the software lifecycle. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's one of the best ways you can help us grow this community, and we really appreciate your feedback. You can find the full video version of this episode on YouTube, 
Search for the new stack and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss any new videos. Thanks for joining us and see you soon. Thank you.